Welcome, Padawans, to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm the other one. And I'm Matt. And today, we are talking about The Believer, which, of course, I had a singing Shrek prior to us <laughs> hopping into this chat. I had to get that out of That's my true. system. Good song, yeah, it, though. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. I was told that I would never have a career in singing, and I think differently. <laughs> But anyhow, so today we, like like we said, we are talking about The Believer, which is the second to last episode in season two of The Mandalorian. And I, I would like to get raw reactions right now. Josh, Nate, how'd you guys feel about the episode? I, I talked to both of you outside of the podcast and I talked to Nate last night and I talked to, and this morning, and I talked to Matt this morning as well. And I'm not going to speak for all of you, but I think we're all at the same consensus that it was a filler episode. It was, yeah, four out of ten. If it happened three episodes ago, it would have been eight out of ten. Yes. Gosh, it's a weird place in my mind for me. A lot of it seems kind of contrived, and there's a lot of pacing issues, and it throws off my predictions for the rest of the season, and, and some other stuff throws off my predictions as well. And look, 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 look. I when I was predicting the, the arc of the last three episodes, I did not expect them to kill the pacing of the show this badly this close to the end of the season. And yeah. I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed in you, Mandalorian. I was <laughs> expecting Bo-Katan to come back this episode. Nope, didn't happen. The only, like, overall, I didn't think this episode really needed to happen, or at least maybe, I think you could have done 10 minutes of this episode and then something else like you could have wrapped this entire episode into 10 minutes the only thing that i liked is we saw the extent to which mando would go for the child he's willing to take off his helmet in front of others yeah to the the, rescue the the manner the manner in which that happened was somewhat contrived and i don't like it the discussion beforehand when they're when they're in the 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 bus thing and he's like how far will you go i was like okay he's gonna take he's gonna take off his helmet in this episode but when they're like oh your face needs to get scanned by a computer and it's not like i don't understand why the face scan needed to happen because it didn't check him against like any records or anything it was just like you need to show your face and there's there are so many more that's that's there's... never happened in the star wars universe yeah. where they have you show your face like well, they it's, always it's have not... the cinder block or the cinder rotation or whatever the cinder things which he did have it's not to the computer. My my problem is not with self consistency with canon or anything. It's with like just good writing. There are so many better ways that you can have him need to take off his helmet. But they're like, oh, the computer needs to scan you. Why? I don't know. It just does. It just unless doesn't... it's almost like a um, you know, like at like Target, how they have the uh, the cameras when you're checking out. So I wonder <laughs> if it's something like that. So that way, if you like check out like this certain thing, they're like, hey, we know. Like, this is the person's face, and this is what they grabbed. That would be, like, right. the only thing that I can really think of, the, the reasoning behind it. After what Agent Callus did to Thrawn? If that's the case, if that's the case, then it makes no sense. Because we spent an entire episode trying to get to this specific terminal. We broke into an entire planet, broke an entire side character out of prison just to do this. And this was apparently worth an entire episode to do that. And the, the big climax of breaking into the thing is, like, scan a face, any face can be your face can be his face like i thought it it would make sense to have what's his name bert's character i can't think of his name off the top of my head right now i'm really blanking on this that's the other thing like his character is 
somewhat interesting, but I don't... If you can't remember his name, then the episode wasn't done well. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now, which is which is pretty poor preparation on my part. But yeah, and if if the entire point of the episode was to get to this terminal, and the entire point of breaking him out of prison was to get into the terminal, and then he doesn't do anything with that. Yeah, Mayfield. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Mayfield. 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 This I could I could have seen this written three episodes ago. Maybe it maybe directly after the episode where they go back to Navarro and I think I think this one should have replaced that episode. I don't know about I don't know about replaced, but I could have seen them writing it right after at that time and instead of Boba Fett and the the assassin Fennec. lady played by Ming Nguyen. Yeah, instead of them it could have been the other guy who who came along in the Navarro episode along on this heist and maybe they're looking for the coordinates for like Ahsoka or something. It doesn't matter, but the fact that the kid is in danger and that he's like they they stop off to do this and Fett being there has no narrative point. Uh-huh. It's just he's he's the getaway pilot. You can get anybody to be the getaway pilot. Yeah, I agree. I want to go over my top five points of this episode. Okay. Okay. And then we can we can go in any direction with the conversation. But the first one I, I got to note is that Boba Fett's repainted his armor, which I really like. It's a darker green, I don't and care. darker yellow. I mean, I, I I noticed it. I liked it. It was it was good. Second one was Operation Cinder, where they call back to Battlefront Two storyline. Yeah. With, with Mayfeld, and how they destroyed planets that were loyal to the Empire, and we could see that in Battlefront Two, and then. The other ones was him taking off his mask, as well as the snipers, the two, the Fennec and, and Cara Dune being the, the snipers. It reminded me of Ghost Recon. <laughs> our fr- our friend will appreciate that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. That's part of my point, because the, both of those characters fulfill the same role in the heist, yes. right? You don't need both of them to be there for a streamlined plot, and it's... I think that this episode was written to fit in three episodes ago, and they're like, oh, well, we're going to move some stuff around. And they wrote it in here and replaced some replaced another character with Fennec and Fett. Yeah. My last point was the seismic charge. Satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Seismic yeah. charge was satisfying. <laughs> I agree that that was a beautiful little fan servicey moment, and yes. that is, is the only one that I was like, oh, hell yes. Like, I freaked out in my apartment looking at that. Because it's it's unusual to call back to the prequels in these new projects that Disney's coming out with. There are callbacks to the Clone Wars and there's callbacks to Rebels, but straight up prequels, especially Attack of the Clones, which is sort of like the black cat of the Star Wars films yeah. at this time. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that, and I I, I appreciate uh, that one. Yeah, I thought that that was great and some great callback. I mean, they use the exact same sound design for it. Props to Ben Burt, sound designer from from the originals and the prequels. Um, That's true. I agree. I, I want to say one thing about this episode, and then I'm I'm basically good to talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically good to talk about Disney Investor Day. I, I have one more thing okay. after that. Now. All right, fair. Yeah. Um. So for for me, the one thing is if the next episode is going to be so high intense and, and not a moment to like for the audience to breathe, then this episode makes a little bit more sense. And I use little very, 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 like minuscule mm-hmm. more sense because this was a, 
a, just a way for us to breathe before we literally won't won't be able to because we're going to be stressed and anxious all of next episode. I get the appeal of calm before the storm, Matt, but I don't like you say it's it's a it's only a little comfort. You know? Yeah, yeah. They they need to make the pacing better for the next episode because I don't want it to be like a Rise of Skywalker where it's on and off and on and off and on and off and on. And it's, I I think it's going to be full on next episode so nate what was your uh, final thing you wanted to discuss have either of you ever seen the television show firefly i, I talked to nate i've seen parts yeah, I've, I've seen parts too for, for those listeners out here firefly was a, a show in the early 2000s it only lasted a season maybe even less because they canceled it it was penned and directed by joss whedon who later went on to direct several of the avengers films and some other projects as well he's, he's relatively well known but back then one of his earlier projects was this television show called Firefly, and it was about this ragtag group of space smugglers, people just trying to get by, and Firefly like called back to these scenes where like the main character, who was like this old kind of grizzled veteran of a war long past, would walk into a bar and there would be an over-patriotic guy on the opposite side, and they'd have a very tense drink between the two of them, and they robbed a train, and they were... Like, they'd have to break into facilities, and this was an episode of Firefly. It was, if you replaced the characters' names with the characters' names from Firefly and handed me that script, I would I would not even question, like, oh, this is one of the episodes of Firefly that they didn't film before it got canceled. It was like the writers of the show saw that, were like, ooh, people like this, and wrote it a couple episodes ago. It didn't work there, and then they moved it up here, and guys so so far this is an eight episode season in four if we're lucky interesting things happen to and are caused by the main characters this is uh i i get the the monster of the week not really monster of the week but the jumping around and task doing in the first season because he's on the run and that kind of thing makes sense it harkens back to the fugitive television show and a couple other old old television shows about people on the run and it makes sense that like tasks need to be done to stay safe but now it's like oh before you go do that pick up a dozen eggs oh (laughs) may lou runs (laughs) runs. this episode sealed my opinion of pacing in this season when when this season hits its highs it hits them very well that ahsoka episode was amazing but i'm getting i'm getting the same feel as i did in the sequel trilogy and that that is that there wasn't really a plan and it's damn disappointing. Yeah, I think that there was a plan, but I don't think that they ended up sticking to it. And I think that we can attribute some of that to COVID and just the way 2020 was. I mean, we're seeing that the set designs, like we highlighted last episode with Tython and looking nothing like it was set in the Dr. Aphra series and nothing Republic. like it looked in the Old Republic. Now, granted... It is an entire planet. We're used to, we could be looking at multiple biomes in a planet, like, you know, like it normally would be. But in sci-fi, traditionally, you get one biome for the entire planet. So I got one little last question about the episode. So you know how I talked about this, the Mandalorian disintegration rifle last episode? Mm-hmm. And this episode, I was looking for his jetpack. And I don't see it. So I'm wondering, did he leave it on Tython? Because... If he did, that was a big mistake. <laughs> I just want to say that. I'm I'm worried that they're they're realizing that it's too much of a 
and makes the character too powerful and, and impervious to the sorts of like chase sequences and, 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 you know, oh no, they're getting away kind of stuff. The sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who, it does a lot of things, but mm-hmm. they still use it. So, yeah, I mean, that's like a whole, it's a, a tool for the Mandalorian. Like, they have jetpacks, they have their blasters, they have their, their disintegration rifles, supposedly. I'm not too worried about the the jetpack being gone right now. And it, it makes sense to me, at least, because Matt says that the, the scope of this show might have been reduced, i.e. COVID. And in an animated format, you can play with jetpacks a lot more easily because there's a lot more verticality to what you can present on a screen. The camera can be a lot more dynamic than it otherwise would be in a live action format, especially when restricted by the after effects of a global pandemic. So maybe the jetpack was is going to be cut out or has been cut out, at least in, the, in this episode and the last ha- latter half of the previous one, just because you can't play with the verticality with the amount of resources that you have, especially in a live action show affected by this. And I guess also the disintegration, right? I also think that it was intentional for this episode because there wasn't really a need to jetpack. It wasn't big, oh my gosh, he left his jetpack when he is looking to fly out of the Imperial base. No, he switched armor and everything. So I, I don't think it's as big of a deal for this episode. Now, next episode, if there is a situation where Moff Gideon is escaping and he like looks for the backpack, doesn't have it or jet backpack jetpack and doesn't have it. Then I think we can like bring this up. But I think just for, just for one episode, especially where he didn't need it because they were in a tunnel, then they were in a tank. Like I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. It'll, it'll depend on what direction it goes. And I don't, I'm not, I don't have predictions for the last episode anymore because a lot of the things where I was I, I like, don't really Oh, either. They they can bring this in and this in. They killed the pacing and they announced 18 more television shows that could easily bring in the kind of characters that I was predicting, like Thrawn and Ezra. So I, I no longer I no <laughs> I no longer have predictions. If the listeners out there want to send us their predictions on Twitter, that would be fantastic. I think because I'm yeah. out of ideas, and I yeah. think sadly that that Disney Plus is too. Even on like tiktok or anything if you want to send us our on any of our social medias yeah send us your predictions i still have like some predictions but a lot of it was thrown out the window i still think we're gonna see the mandalorians come back i still think we're gonna see bo-katan come back yes mm-hmm. i don't think ahsoka's gonna come back i don't think ahsoka's coming back especially no. with just the announcement of the ahsoka series which we're, we're gonna cover in like a minute so yep. i i think that we will still see the mandalorians mm-hmm. i think we all know that at the end of this season at the end of this upcoming episode the kid's gonna be back with mando but there's gonna have to be a sacrifice and what is that sacrifice how many people were sacrificed who was sacrificed at the end gideon looked a little scared i just want to say that (laughs) yeah Yeah. that was a pretty good like threat i I did appreciate that we've set something up i think the kid's gonna see mando's face before the end of the season yeah but I, you know, I can't even form a structure in my head for whether or not the kid is going to give in to whatever dark side vices are going to be caused by whatever he's going through with the Empire or whether or not certain characters are going to live or die. It's it's like you can kind of, I could have, I could have seen where the road was heading, but we hit a, a major speed bump here. And now I'm, I'm a little turned around as far as this, as far as this venture goes, gentlemen. Yeah. But maybe that's good. Maybe that's good that we can't predict how this season's going to fully wrap up. 
maybe maybe that is a good thing and and will keep us on our toes for this uh upcoming episode i'll be on my toes but i want to point out the show is fighting an uphill (laughs) battle on this in this next episode yeah after that's yeah that's fair Unfortunately, I mean, we won't have predictions where we can make the listeners go tell three new people this time around. Uh, no, we won't, we won't no. be able to do that. Sadly, from last episode, we did we, guess we did that he would in the first couple minutes go get Mayfeld, and he did. Josh, I think I cool. think you're I think you're grasping at straws there. I really think you're grasping at <laughs> I straws am, but there. The, but, but that's at okay. least I can get like one of the to- the small straws. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean. A lot of these, a lot of these, you know, the unpredictability comes from all these TV shows coming about. And I know, yeah. Matt, you you've been wanting to talk about this. So if you uh, if you'd like to start that up, be my guest. Yes. So so obviously yesterday we got all the news of all of the Star Wars upcoming events or upcoming uh, television shows, movies, and shorts. There was a list of what thirteen that we got. Mm-hmm. So. I gotta ask you guys, so I'm I'm just gonna list some things out for everyone, so that way they can um, understand. We can we can are. understand where we're at. So we got more confirmation on Kenobi. We got more confirmation on Mando season three. You have Andor that we got a special preview of. That was Bad Batch. Not really a preview. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We got the Bad Batch series that's gonna be coming out. We got the Ahsoka series. We have the Rangers of the New Republic and a new Lando series, the Alkalite, Acolyte. a droid story, Star Wars Visions, and then we have these upcoming movies that we, we got confirmation on, which is Watiti's new Star Wars movie that's going to be worked on, and then we have Rogue Squadron as well. Um, those are the main ones. I want to I wanna preface my thoughts on this because I know that my opinions of this will get a lot of hate mail. I have been a Star Wars fan since I was three years old. I own slash have read 106 expanded universe and other Star Wars books. I got bullied for liking Star Wars as much as I did when I was little. And I it, it was more important to me than that. And I, I soldiered through and I, I still loved it. And I have tried to give everything the benefit of the doubt. So when I say that I think that this is too much, you have to understand where I'm coming from. Because mm-hmm. too much... I agree, too... actually. Yeah. Like, how would, you, how would you react to a show about Zeb from Rebels or Maz Kanata or General <laughs> Hux or Zori from oh. Episode Nine? Oh, no. There's so much we don't need. Oh. And we're getting it. Yeah. And there's Some of the shows are, are really good like that I would that I personally want. But there's others that I can take it or leave it. And at least I do want to say, I do want to note, because I did watch the Marvel portion, that Marvel Mm. has too many shows. I mean, not movies, because that's what they do. But I think there's a lot of just stuff going on. Disney Plus, I mean, I understand they want to take it off and they want to make, you know, whatever they got to do to make it a success. Like just say Netflix, Hulu, whatever it is. But at the same time, I do agree with you that both Star Wars and Marvel are just... They're just plopping shows left and right. Oh, we got this idea. We got this idea. Like, just take your time yeah. and and do it, and hopefully it doesn't like because they're not going to be mm-hmm. they're not going to be executed to the same quality. No. Yeah. And I and agree. if yeah, they they might approach it, but it won't be the same. And like, okay, I was I was talking to Josh about this last night, Matt, and I don't know if you got into this stuff, but you know, in 
2015, 16, 17, Marvel had Netflix shows. There was the Daredevil show, followed by Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, and then Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and The Defenders. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved I Daredevil that. and Punisher. Yes, uh, I and I loved, I loved Daredevil. I loved the first couple seasons. The third season was really good. Yeah. I, I don't think it as up to par with the first season, but certainly better than the second. I watched The Defenders. I watched the first season of Jessica Jones, and I made it about six episodes into Luke Cage. It got too oversaturating very quickly. <laughs> the and it, scenes. And, yeah, the hallway fight scenes were awesome, but it happened all the time. And it got oversaturating really quickly. And then they pulled the plug because, oh, we did too much. And now those are kind of in limbo over on Netflix. I don't even know if they're still on Netflix. And they weren't sold on DVD. So the ones that I do like, I'm not going to be able to own after they get, <laughs> after they get removed. I just watched Star Wars announce the same number like spread of television shows all at once mandalorian for all intents and purposes is the daredevil of this of this group and the rest that follow are going to go down and down until we get an iron fist (laughs) savagery i like season two of iron fist season one is is trash (laughs) anyhow i agree completely with that but i think that there are still some shows on here that we can get look forward to so i want to start with you josh Tell the listeners out there what are some of the upcoming shows that and movies that you personally are looking forward to. Uh, of course, I've been the biggest advocate probably out of, of out of this group, out of Matt and Nate for Kenobi. I've wanted it since it was proposed, and I'm excited. They've starred Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader, and I was listening to a YouTuber while I was driving up from school for break last night, and their big question is that Kathleen Kennedy stated that it's the biggest rematch of like the century or bigger. There's something with a rematch between Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader, Hayden Christensen. And that's like the whole question that I talked to Nate about this last night. How would they have Obi-Wan and Darth Vader rematch before episode four? And that's like a big question. I thought it could be something with him being doing his training and being like the Dagobah cave kind of deal where, where instead of Luke fighting Darth Vader in the cave, it would be Obi-Wan fighting Darth Vader. But that's the biggest question. I'm excited to see where it is. I know it's a miniseries, but yeah, that's that's one. If, of- it's, a, if it's an in-person rematch, the whole, when I left you, I was but the learner, now I am the master in episode four. Yeah, the- it's... <laughs> There's a way to over-retcon stuff, and they're doing it, if that's yeah. the way they go. Yeah. But anyway, and- continue, oh- Josh. Yeah, I was just, hopefully they don't frustrate me with that because, again, if they break continuity, it's a little bit frustrating, especially that's a really big moment from the original Star Wars. And, they, again, we talked about this earlier. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so that that's what I, I'm i a little bit excited for. I'm excited for the Alkalite because that, that's a whole fresh start. The Rangers, I could take it or leave it. Lando, we could see what they're doing with that, but I do like Donald Glover as well as the movies i like that but i think bad batch and kenobi are my top at least two i'll go with the third one which is ahsoka yes or sorry it would probably be it'd probably be in the order of can there's probably ahsoka over kenobi actually ahsoka kenobi and then bad batch but bad batch looks sick too so that's that's very very interesting nate over to you. I like all of them that are blank canvases, basically. And to some extent, 
that applies for some for existing characters, but you know, the the Rangers of the New Republic and the Old Republic one exist in timelines that, you know, you can play around with and you don't have to you don't have to rope some, you know, 100 other minor characters in, especially the Old Republic one. I was a big fan of that idea. Take placing in that old High Republic era, you can do a lot with the, co- the canon and continuity and develop the mythos of the Force and all sorts of stuff without messing up current canon, without getting too intertangled. Lando, I mean, it's not a blank canvas. We know mostly what his character arc looks like, but anything helmed by Donald Glover, I'll watch. I love that man. Ahsoka can be a blank canvas because she's working to find Ezra and Thrawn, apparently, which is why I don't think Thrawn's going to show up in The Mandalorian anymore, because that'll happen in her television show. And that... I mean, they they went off to a completely different part of the galaxy with the hyperspace whales. So yeah, you can mess around with that. You can you can pergles. Yeah, Nate, would you want the Ahsoka? I know they're doing it live action, and Matt, I think Matt and I discussed because they brought it Rosario Dawson into Mandalorian. They wanted to to do it in live action. But mm-hmm. what would you rather have it in animation or keep it as a live action for Ahsoka? I want to keep it as a live action for selfish reasons because. As you know, I love Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, <laughs> and and I want to see him. I, I've wanted to see him in live action since I was a little kid. Gotcha. Okay. So the selfish reasons, but yeah, all of them. All of them are mostly fine. Rogue Squadron is completely blank canvas. You can essentially just have like Star Wars Top Gun and make up new characters if you want. Maybe bring in some old ones from Legends, but you know they'll be new to this continuity. You want Legends? Sure. Because <laughs> I know you. Wedge Wedge is essentially a blank canvas because he's got like four minutes of screen time in all of the movies. The the one that I'm least excited about is, and I've talked to Josh about this, is the Cassian Andor series. Because you've taken the second least interesting character in Rogue One and given him his own TV show. And it's it's no fault of the actor, but a, a lot of the first third, which is the weakest third of Rogue One, is on Cassian Andor's shoulders. And that first third just doesn't deliver. The thing about Cassian Andor is we know he dies in Rogue One. so And we know he is kind of a scumbag at the, at the beginning of Rogue One because he shoots that guy. So if, if he starts out as a scumbag in the start of the show and redeems himself by the end, like how Mando is softened up, it, it completely dulls his character development in Rogue One. And if he doesn't develop at all, then the television show is boring. Those are your two options. It doesn't, there's not much you can do. And his character is so bland that, like, if you listed off your top 25 most favorite moments from Rogue One, dialogue, action, or otherwise, I would wager a guess that at maximum, one of them would belong to Cassian Andor. He doesn't do cool things or move the plot forward in intriguing ways at all. That Like, I'll watch it. I, I, I'm a Star Wars fan to the max, but that show is fighting the steepest uphill battle of all of them. That's my that's my opinion of these things. I agree but. with you. I but I, I like the actor, but yes, I agree. Oh, he's he's great. He's great. Yeah, it's just Diego Luna. Yeah, Diego Luna. Yeah, yeah. He did a he did a great job in Rogue One with what he was given, but they didn't give him much, and that's not honestly baiting me to watch much more. Probably the most compelling reason for me to watch Andor would be K two S O, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the second most interesting character from rogue one so maybe it'll balance out but man i'm dubious i'm dubious that's very interesting matt 
what about you? So so for for me, I, I'm gonna list a couple of the ones that I'm least excited for. We know Kenobi. Because we know Kenobi. I, you do not want a Kenobi. Kenobi. Yep, I'm cool with no Kenobi series personally. <sighs> I will watch it. I will watch it because I I am excited for Ewan to reprise his role. I'm excited for Hayden to reprise his role. Just waiting for Liam Neeson's to to be casted. Yeah, as, to be announced. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm for seeing these characters again. Don't get me wrong. I just never really had an interest in in learning more about that. I kind of like the nomadic element that Kenobi portrays, so it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate it without throwing off timelines or or retconning or anything. Are they doing a Darth Vader series? No, he already got his own comics, so I kind of doubt that there'll be a series. I, some, I thought I heard something. The entire it. original trilogy and prequels <laughs> I know. is already but, yeah. just about Darth Vader. But, he doesn't need yeah. another TV but show. But you know they're going to try I'm to cool. milk it up. <laughs> the next series that I am least excited for, Lando. I don't know. I just, like, a- after seeing Solo, it's not that I didn't want... I-, I still want Donald Glover to reprise his role, but I don't think I need an entire series about Lando. Are they going to have L3 in it? Or is it, like, before or after Solo? They- there's nothing stated on that. It is It is. It is literally the fact that it's going to be a Lando series. Th- those are my two that I am it's, it's least Clone excited Wars for. I never it. really got around the Bad Batch, so I'm just kind of eh about that. Yeah, basically it's Clone Wars Season 8, yeah. It's interesting that it's it, it looks like it takes place after the Rise of the Empire, or at least mm-hmm. in that time period. And I'd, I want to see how, how quote-unquote good clones react to that. Do you think they're going to... Yeah. They're going to work with the Empire or work against the Empire? That was a big question. Because I don't know. You can't tell from I don't the know. Matt, 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 what do you think about that? I, I don't know. I I personally think that they... So something that I kind of read out on the on the ethers is that they are going to be mercenaries for hire. I, so I think that there's a good chance that they will be their own sect, but probably working more against the Empire. Because they saw what happened to their clone brothers. We'll have to see. Well, I think they're probably going to work against the Empire at the same time. I don't know if I could see them like killing Jedi, being contracted to kill Jedi that have like escaped from Order 66. Because it's still a kid's show. And we we see, you know, we, see, we saw Tup kill one of the, the Jedi generals in Clone Wars. But like, I don't know. It's still a it's an animated yeah. TV show unless they rate it higher yeah. for, higher than kids for like teenagers or adults. I could see them in the, during Order sixty six killing a Jedi general in the manner that you know Tup killed that Jedi in Clone Wars, and then harboring some guilt over that for the rest of the season, and maybe that drives them away from the Empire. That's a powerful motivator, and I could see that being used, but. I don't know about the rest of the series. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, yeah. Th- we sort of tangented during your list, so please continue. <laughs> yes. Ones that I'm indifferent about, but am optimistic towards. Rogue Squadron, depends where they go with it. It's so early on that I, I can't form an opinion. I'm excited about the prospect of it, but it's just, it's too early to, to tell. But it is almost essentially a blank canvas, so I'm excited for it. I hope that they don't pull what they've done so far and bring in characters we've already seen. I would love for just a blank slate. I would yeah. I would love for a true blank slate. I would like Wedge. Only I would ask only for Wedge. I am biased towards Wedge, so I could see 
I, I, I would be happy with Wedge. You guys, um, you guys know my opinions about Wedge. Wedge yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. The YTT series or movie that's going to be eventually come out. I'm not gonna. I I've loved all of what he's worked on so far, but I'm not gonna get too overly excited because I I don't know enough about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my my opinions on that for now. Andor series. I'm a sucker for a spy movie or a spy TV show. I, I'm a sucker for, for spy-based things, so I think it could be very interesting. And for me, I understand your uh, both of your reservations with Cassie Nandor, but I think as long as it's a good spy thriller, like it's supposed to be, then the character development means less to me if it's a just a strong action sequence. Now, granted, that doesn't make it like make it good, but it just could be interesting to me. If it's better than the introduction to him in Rogue One, I'll take it. The character development comes like first in my mind all the time. You could argue that all of the sequels to Die Hard have better action than Die Hard One, but Die Hard One is so enjoyable because the villain is so conniving and scary, and the hero is such a witty, you know, kind of awesome dude, and there's there's you can see him hurt and you can see the villain scheme and there's excellent character and that's why you know the first Die Hard's the best of the series and the rest are crap. I mean, like I I have no doubt, Matt, that Cassie Nandor series will be themed very well and it will be an excellent spy thriller. But personally, that's not enough for me. That's fair. I'm definitely definitely entitled to that opinion. Moving off of that, I would say a droid story again indifferent towards it. I'll end up watching it. I hope it's not like the Clone but, Wars droids where, you know... We'll have to see. You go on C-3PO and R2. I mean, I, li- I like those characters, but I don't need some of the episodes where they're trying to find the fruits for Padme. And, well, okay, actually, that, that one, that episode that I'm just talking about... This was... sounds like something that's going to be geared towards the five- and six-year-olds. So like It, a, it seems this so way. So like a resistance... But for younger, kind of like a resistance, yeah. For for younger kids, I'm still gonna I'm um, still gonna watch it probably and probably. Crunch. We're still gonna have to watch it, yeah. Oh, 100. percent the The next thing on the list there is Star Wars Visions. What's that about? It'll be interesting that it's it's basically Star Wars but anime. Ian, really? That really? That shows yes. for you. It, it's it's it, it's an anthology collection that will bring ten fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. And Carlos. So and Carlos. I'm interested in it. I'm not a I'm not a big anime fan. I think I've watched like I think I'm going to skip like the that. only anime that I actually finished is Avatar and even then that's not really I anime. Steinskate. And that's I, yeah. I I'm a I'm a fan of Miyazaki films, but to be honest, it sounds like Disney's just like throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. I'm interested on a on on the cultural perspective of yes, it. I, I will I say agree. it could be it could be interesting. It could be bad. We're I mean it, it's so early on that like we don't even know like the, what the story is going to be about or mm-hmm. anything. So I jury's out there for for me on that. This takes us to Rangers of the New Republic and the Bad Batch. I'm grouping these together because we have a little bit more understanding of it, and and I'll tell you that indifferent for me. I don't. I actually don't really care enough for the Rangers of the New Republic, but it has Dave Filoni. That's if it has Dave Filoni, I'm cool with that. It sounds like Dave Filoni and John Favreau are going to be the executive producers on the on the show. So I'm interested for that. I meant 
Dave Filoni in the show. Oh, in the show. Yeah, that's fair. I, I could always use more Dave Filoni in my life. So that takes me to what I am interested in. And that's a very short list, guys. Yeah. The Ahsoka series, I'm very interested in that. It is. It sounds like this is the Rebels spinoff that we were, or, or sequel that we were supposedly supposed to get. So I think that we will likely see, you know, we're going to see Ezra, we're going to see Thrawn, we're going to see Sabine. So I'm, I'm excited for that. It is written by Dave Filoni. My man. That already is thumbs up for me on that because he gets it. And so I'm excited for that series. It's kind of limiting with what you can do because you intertwining it with the Mandalorian. So now you, you've set some restrictions. So it'll be interesting to see how they go from there. And then the final one that I'm most excited for, I, I actually think that this is the one I'm most excited for, is the Alkalite. For those of you that don't know, it's a Sith the man. only Alkalites are it's, it's, in It's Acolyte. Sith. Acolyte, sorry. What was I saying? Alkalite. Alkalite. Ah, I need more coffee, guys. <laughs> I, I definitely need more coffee. But I'm very excited for it. Only the Sith have Acolytes. And it's supposed to be this mystery thriller about how the emerging dark side of the force so we're starting to get into sith history it's in the high republic so you're not bound to certain characters we won't hear the name skywalker no matter what we will not hear that there's no chance of hearing the name skywalker unless so i'm it's very a, excited about it's that a force vision about way in the future i really <laughs> hope not i really hope not but you're getting into new characters that you're developing you have the high republic series coming out so i would envision that we're going to get some of those characters from the high republic series tangled into this series yeah and i'm very excited for it i'm excited because it's it's a completely blank canvas and it's a chance for me as someone who lives almost exclusively post battle of endor and his star wars expertise to learn about that era matt you're gonna recognize like nine times out of ten what's going on and it's gonna be a completely new experience for me and the high republic is actually pretty unknown to a lot of the uh, expanded universe and in legends they dove into the old republic which was multiple thousands i I think up to like ten thousand years prior to the battle of yavin so there there is so many available stories to tell and uh, to to be honest i i think all the people that were watching our twitter feed from yesterday was me spamming where's the old republic and and then finally we got this series and they said it's taking place in the high republic and i'm like and, and i think my first tweet after was we're heading in the right direction i think that there's so much more to explore going back in the timeline yeah. than going forward and if you want to switch genres like the with the anime kind of thing i think that's the direction to take it cuz i don't i don't want to see characters that i already i i've already seen in like live action stuff go and switch it switch style genres into another thing like i don't want an anime about luke or something but back in that time or maybe hundreds of years into the future post episode nine or something that's a way to play with that but like that's the most blank of blank canvases is that is that time period i'm excited about that i guess i think it'll be interesting again these are all so preliminary that our thoughts are going to change as we actually hear what the stories are going to be more made up of on some of them for me i don't think that a lando hearing what the story is going to roughly be for lando will change my mind right and i in the future i would love to discuss casting plots 
that sort of stuff with with you guys. Mm -hmm. The super preliminary discussion is all well and fine, but as we get more information, there will be a lot more coming out of this podcast for the listeners on on all of these projects. So that's something to look forward to. And and that's something that we actually, Josh and I, had have been tinkering with is the idea of, obviously, as this podcast continues to grow, for those of you that that don't know, I guess this is a good way to transition right now. But as the podcast continues to grow, we recently hit top 200 in all of film review categories within the U.S., which is just a crazy thing to even think for about. Apple Podcasts. For, for Apple Podcasts, yes. And so we're, we're eternally grateful for that, for you, the listener out there, for supporting us on this. Yeah, thank you so much. So, so one thing we were toying with is the idea of using Patreon to obviously help us with the operating costs of the show, and then in turn, maybe doing what Nate said and talk about some current events within Star Wars and maybe some like casting decisions and, and do like a once a month show and, and recap everything that's kind of happened within Star Wars for that month and make it exclusively if you decide to support us on Patreon or something like that. Um, that's an idea that we're toying with, but we, we would actually love to get all of your opinions on this matter is that something you guys would be interested in or not you know let us know feel free to reach out to us on twitter instagram probably not facebook i don't really use facebook so i think you're probably better off reaching out on twitter instagram um, tiktok doesn't have private messaging so uh, one of those two would be ideal if you guys would uh be interested in something like that yeah yeah as as a member of your guys's audience who happens to come on for some mandalorian discussions i'd be interested in in doing that so be like me. <laughs> be, li- be like Nate. Support the podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's funny. Anyway, uh, like I already highlighted, make sure to go follow us on all the social medias at Wanna Be Jedi Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Wanna Be Jedi Cast on Twitter. We will be back next week to wrap up season two of The Mandalorian. I imagine it's going to be a very lengthy episode because there should be a lot to unpack yeah you can listen to it on your uh christmas road trip if you, <laughs> yes. if you want and a couple updates i know our last episode with anakin we talked about merch we're still in the works we had a couple hiccups so just look out for that we'll we'll be updating all of you hopefully soon with that update as well as tinkering with the idea of patreon as a reminder, this Wednesday, we will be discussing Darth Plagueis. So we're starting to get into the Old Republic era. We're heading in that right direction of the timeline that I'm excited about. So be on the lookout for that dropping Wednesday. And start thinking about this. We After season two, we're, we're coming towards the end of season two of this podcast. We're going to probably be taking another hiatus. So start you know preparing for that mentally, mentally preparing for not hearing our uh, our voices every single week yeah. and if you have any other characters you'd like us to talk about please feel free to reach out to us okay. here on the podcast yeah. yeah i have a list of like seven i'll i'll talk to you guys outside of outside of the podcast but yeah thanks for having me on gentlemen i'm sorry i was so flabbergasted by this episode and i'm sorry to the listeners that this episode flabbergasted me so much i'm always as always very grateful that you guys have me on and i'm always grateful for the audience for listening to me thanks for coming on nate yeah Yeah, thank you and we'll see you guys all on wednesday take care everyone stay safe may the force be with you all